This series, brought to you by Westmeath County Libraries, is also funded by Creative Ireland. Hello and welcome to In Conversation, a series exploring creativity. I'm Nola Farrell and today I'm in conversation with best-selling author Patricia Gibney. Let's talk about creativity and it's a magic word really, isn't it? But tell me how Patricia Gibney came to be in the same room as creativity, to, to, to see that and to go, that's for me. Take us on a bit of a journey. Tell me. Well, I suppose it was uh, something that was kind of in the back of my mind or it was within me all my life that I wanted to write a book. Um, like I would have been a big reader. Um, my father would have read stories, you know, at bedtime and joined the library when we could get our little brown library card. And I'd be nearly waiting outside the door for the new Nancy Drew or Ina Blyton book. Um, so I think from reading, um, I kind of was always doodling, drawing, you know, creating characters, um, writing bits of poems and that type of thing. But um, then you have real life and your your job, <laughs> you know, you have to earn the few bob and look after your kids and that type of thing. So it was something in the back of my mind all along. You know, I think it's kind of like this inner thing that's kind of burning you. It's there, like under the surface, but you, well, I didn't really have the time or the inclination to do anything about it. And then um, when Aidan died, my husband died in 2009, it was like the whole world kind of flipped on its on its axis and the things that I had been doing for 30 years before that I could no longer do I couldn't do my day-to-day job I kind of liken it to the part of the brain that part of the brain was no longer functioning um so to try and get out of this dark dreary kind of place that I was in um I found this book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron and I'm always talking about it, but I do say that book kind of saved me. And through that book, I found an outlet for the creativity. And basically, what I took from the book was writing morning pages, where you write every morning before you get out of bed, longhand, on, um, you know, A4 sheets of paper, three pages um, every morning. So it's like a stream of consciousness. And it's frees up your your brain or your mind of all the kind of things that are annoying you like subconsciously or consciously things that have been you know bugging you and um you get all that down the page and that frees you up to kind of face your day and through that then I found that I enjoyed the writing you know that that process it was kind of it was therapeutic um and it kind of came to me and helped me at a time when I needed it and I suppose like being therapeutic, I found it healing. And from that, then I kind of set off on this journey of writing, writing books. Was there a particular topic that you needed to do with that stream of consciousness or did you just put anything down? Anything. You, whatever the first thing that come into your, your head, you know, and it's usually you wake up in the morning and you're thinking of something you have to do and something possibly something you don't even want to do so you write down yeah. you know and you just keep writing and I suppose like after Aidan died I would have had a lot of kind of anger and emotions that I couldn't verbalise 
but I could write them, you know, so... That was 2009 when Aidan yeah. passed away. Yeah. Um, to what time, what time were we talking about? When, when I'd say it was probably about two years after that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And from that, I kind of, like, I'd say about 25 years before I had written this book that I thought was the book that's inside, inside you that everybody says I have to write this book. And... I don't even know where it is now. It's probably it's, that's the one that's the bottom drawer that never be seen, never <laughs> see the, the light of day because oh. I don't know even know where it is. Oh, okay, but um, I got the idea again, like from the writing and the, the the freehand writing. I felt you know maybe maybe I could tackle this inner kind of little demon that was there all the time. Yeah. You know, of course, part of your inner creativity trying to escape. And I decided, um, you know what, I'm going to write this book, and. It wasn't easy. Um, like it took me five years to write my first book, The Missing Ones. Um, and I basically didn't know what I was doing. Like, I really hadn't a clue. Did you any guidance, advice? Or no. You, you just went for this yourself. You, I you, went for it myself uh, because I felt, you know, this is something I have to okay. do. But I was about halfway through it. Like, this was going on a few years. And as, as they called the murky middle. And I didn't know how to get out of this murky middle. And I'd probably become a bit isolated because I had to give up my job and I was kind of at home all the time. And like all you were seeing was the same faces every day. So I decided to be brave and I joined um, a few writing groups in okay. Dublin, uh, okay. courses. Yeah. And mainly in the Irish Writers' Centre and Carousel Writes. Um, it was up in the Dublin Mountains, fabulous place. And through that, I found out kind of tips and techniques but the biggest thing I learned from it or gained from it was the networking that you were meeting like-minded people okay. you were meeting other creative people and like you know you were feeling like you know I'm not totally um you know losing it here you know that other people like me <laughs> that have the same ambition that you felt at home yeah and and what I learned as well is that that creativity it's different from inspiration. Like people kind of link the two together. Like you can be inspired. Like I was inspired to write this book, but I needed the creativity to see it through, and um, and that takes work. You know, that's you have to sit down every day. You have to write. And that's one of the things I it's learned. A really, it's a yeah, discipline. It's a discipline. You really need to be disciplined if you want to kind of nurture that creativity. Okay. And I learned that in one of the courses was that you know, set yourself small daily tasks, even if it's only 100 words, that you're keeping that muscle going in the brain. You know, you're, you're um, keeping it alive. Whereas I might leave it for a couple of months and then go back to it. This is what before I was doing the courses. And then I'd take it up and I'd, you know, I'd have to really start over again in my own head. Like, you know, it was, how do I do this? I don't know how to do this. Whereas if you're doing a little bit every day, you're keeping it fresh and you're kind of... As, as and does say, it matter what, uh, well, not without getting into yeah. plots now or anything like that, does it matter what you're doing with that little creative piece every day or is that the discipline that you, 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 you put it down regardless of whether you use it or not? It mightn't be used now or it, might be, it mightn't be relevant to what yes. you're actually creating at the time. It, it could. Um, I would, I'd hit a part of a time there where I couldn't, I couldn't see the end of the book, you know. I was saying, like, I have to write 100,000 words. And even though I might be writing 500 a day, like I was thinking of the 99,500 other words I had to write. So I actually started writing short stories. So I kind of, and it's a totally different discipline than writing a novel. In what, in what because way? it's much shorter. You have to nearly, you have to get like a beginning, middle and an end into maybe 1,500 words. So I found that... Um, Did you enjoy if, that? Yeah, I enjoyed okay. doing it and it kind of freed me up then 
to tackle the novel because I had more scope with the novel. You know, I could, I could, I found that I wanted to write more words. You know, okay. I found the discipline. I enjoyed writing the short story, but the discipline of trying to get it to make sense in such a short uh, number, of, you know, a small number of words, I found that difficult. And at that time as well, I was kind of questioning my ability. You know, you know, um, not that I wanted to be really good at what I was doing, but I was kind of setting this goal. Like, I want to see this book published. You know, I, I really, and that kept me going, you know, as well. Um, so I entered a few short story competitions and I got second in one and then I won one. And that kind of, kind of gave me a bit of validation, you know, that I felt like, okay, maybe this writing lark, you know, is for me, you know. Okay. So I say sometimes you, you kind of need this validation that to keep you going. And I got stuck back into the into the novel and um, kept kept at it. And I'm still at it. <laughs> was, that fi- was that the five year period from that when you started to when you finished that, that, yeah. that first novel? Yeah, it was about, about five years by the time. All of that searching, all of that uh, questioning and all of that. Yeah. And, and not least because you would have been questioning and searching in your own private life, your own your own as a human being. Yeah. This is this is. Uh, this is is what makes you unique and what you are and and and, um, and I find that incredible that you were dealing with all that journey of having lost your your dear husband mm-hmm. and and going through that and then finding this particular place and this uh yeah but place as you I, felt at home with yeah. and at ease with and I think it's something that to, to, to it was in there home. all the time yeah. you know I think that, I think we're all kind of born creative you know and it's how you nurture that and how you you know, if you want to, if you want something really bad enough, or if it's a time in your life that you find it therapeutic for you, that you will nurture that uh, creativity and it'll come back again. With that, when you mention that, and it's really interesting for me to think about it because I would include myself along with you as yeah. a creator. Yeah. And, but but tell me about what what your ideas would be in terms of how people could be supported. You know that little voice that that. Raises its uh, raises itself up inside you, and you and you push it down mm-hmm. because it's not the right time to do it, and I can't be doing this or I can't be. Doing Would you, you? You mentioned that you met met these people in the Dublin mm-hmm. mountains who who obviously unlocked a door for you, some sort of door for you. Yeah. And, uh, is is it important to have those places to people like say for example somebody listening to us today? I what t- would you say to them? How would you ask them to to release that voice? Well, I think, like I say, I've just taken writing because that's what I do. That's that's my creative outlet. Um, and I would see writing as a solitary kind of um, business, if you want to call it that. Um, and I'm the type of person I have to write in silence. Those people have to have music and headphones on. I have to have silence. Like I sometimes go out and sit in the car with the laptop mini at the lake, you know, and um, just enjoy the nature and whatever. But... To take an example from the lockdown and the pandemic, when we had our first lockdown, I couldn't write. People all around me were being creative and making banana bread and, you know, doing all these things. And I literally could not write a piece of dialogue. And I think it was because to write dialogue, you have to listen to dialogue. So you, you needed that human interaction. And that human interaction, even though I, I write solitary, but we're all human beings and we interact with other people that I, I missed that when we were in lockdown 
So you asked me the question, what would you say to people? I would say link up with other people who are in the same creative circle. You know, um, if you're a writer, link up with other writers or other groups with uh, people who want to go on that journey. The same with musicians, artists, you know, join a group, you know, get in with the people who are doing the same as you. They'll be on the same wavelength as you and they'll understand and you'll understand them. And and that should kind of help you to to be more focused and more enthusiastic about what you're doing. It's not just you on your own, that there's other people like me. And, and you will learn from other people. Like I've learned so much from other people um, and especially the writing community. Um, very, very supportive. And you might think this is a, you know, a journey on your own, but you really don't do it on your own. Like, and even like the whole publishing thing as well, that you need these people who are the professionals to get it to the next level. You know, dealing so with editors, etc. Editors, publishers, agent, whatever, like that'll do the things that you can't do, which will allow you to concentrate on the things that you can. You have that freedom now to concentrate mm-hmm. on what, what, but you had to go through a five-year road to get to the yeah. bottom of, the, of <laughs> yeah. the first one, and that road continues for mm-hmm. you. You said there a second ago that that uh, uh, you you love right you you want to get the words down yeah i i remember a, a, once upon a time i had a, a an interview on the radio with somebody and somebody phoned in a question you know the way they phoned yeah, in question yeah. said well what would would you ask the the writer what they do when they get a writer's block mm-hmm. uh, and he looked at me and he said i don't have enough time to write I, what i want to write <laughs> he said yeah. i have to get something down whether it's yeah, you as something. you said there, with the plot or, or, with, or do with a the short story, story whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like I write, um, I write crime fiction, so I and it's a series. So when I go to write my next book, I never really have that blank page because I have a core set of characters that Before. go, for, yeah, that go through each book. So I can write about one of those characters. I can put them into a situation, and at least I'm writing, I'm keeping that muscle going in the brain, like, you know, keeping that yeah. creative thing going until a plot or a theme or something will come to me. Um, but there would be times when you, when I'd think, you know, this is not working or I can't, I can't get from A to B or whatever. And I just go for a walk and just, and I, and I don't walk with headphones or anything. I would just you know, listen to the Soak traffic or listen to the, the birds or whatever, you know, and I mainly walk around town. So you know, it's the buzz around the town and that can kind of... Uh, things will be going around, around my head and I'll be thinking, oh, how, do, how do I figure it out? And by the time I get home, invariably I've, I've sorted it, mm-hmm. you know. So you sometimes you have to walk away from what you're doing and just find that other kind of space for yourself and for your brain and just let it just wash over you. <laughs> it, sound, it sounds airy, but, you know, th- that's what works for me. Yeah. It doesn't sound airy at all. Mm. It's, 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 that's what we're having this discussion about. Yeah. Um, what fuels you, and what and, and your take on the world of create the creative world? Mm. It's interesting that you mentioned there about um, when we go to school and all of that. You, you picked up on on reading very very early on and yeah. loved stories, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah, L- yeah. Uh, Nancy Drew and Enid Blyton. I mean, you know, anything with a, any mis- a mystery books, in it. Any, <laughs> any any books that yeah. kind of stimulate that imagination where you kind of go, this is a lovely, safe place to sit mm-hmm. down and, and I'm reading this story that even, no matter all the hubbub that goes yeah. out there and dealing yeah. with... And I can't imagine yourself. about nowadays what that must be like to find, you know, with the noise yeah. that's there. Yeah. That you find a place within a story that you go and that's just a lovely 
place it's to a, be. a little bit of escapism i suppose like you know yeah. and it helps relax the brain as well yeah. you know it, yeah. you leave all the rest outside and you find yourself in this different universe you know that a writer has created for you and mm. i just find that fascinating you know i mentioned about the noise there a mm. second ago but nowadays, the noise to somebody creative like you, you get correspondence from people that you're going, holy Moses, somebody in Japan has just read my book or somebody in Kuala Lumpur or wherever. Yeah. But that must be an incredible feeling creatively for you to know that somebody is there that, that, that has reached back yeah. to get and you get the message. Yeah, like technology is amazing, like because I, I was digitally published initially digitally published only and audiobooks and audiobooks are huge now and um basically then when my book was published it was worldwide because of the digital um publication and i would be getting messages from australia or america or something and it's just it was fascinating like it was me writing about you know a little rag mullen in the midlands of ireland like and people were fascinated with this town that my characters were inhabiting and the mysteries around it so I really think that is amazing what technology has done um and I mean I wouldn't have had been able to write as many books as I've written in the last five years if I hadn't got technology as well you know I couldn't imagine trying to write how them longhand you, thus far? How um how many in your series the 12th one will be out in February yeah so yeah. It took five years to write the first one and five years to write the, the rest of them <laughs> I, I got that muscle working really you well <laughs> yeah. well once you, you where, where 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 is the road going Tricia where 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 are you on this road this is your creative road uh, and I I I wager you're on this road forever so where so where Where's the car? Where's the journey going? Where where would you like it to go? As in, yeah, well, I I, I enjoy writing, and I just say like it saves me, and I find it really therapeutic. I love the writing part of it. Um, I like I have four more, more books to do in my current contract, um, and I just say I'll keep writing as long as I love doing it. Um, but it's not just writing the story; like there's the whole editing process, which I do see that as using a different side of your brain. And to me, that's kind of like the work side of it. Whereas when you're creating something from scratch and creating the story, and I don't plot or plan when I write, so um, it means I have probably more edits than somebody who does plan out their book. But because I'm writing mystery, I like to surprise myself. And I say, if I'm surprising myself, now I'm going to surprise How the do you reader. Do that? How does that happen? I, it's just something, you know, just the way I just the way I write. You know, characters will bring you on a journey or something will happen, a character that means something else has to happen. Whereas if I had that plot, I think I'd, use that, I'd lose that spontaneity if I had to plot it out. Um, but... Um, yeah, so I, where am I going with it? Um, no, where would you like to? Is yeah. there a place you'd like to see it going, or or, or do you might do, do you care about it? I don't. The destination? I just don't the, really. I, it's just the journey. Okay. I just find you know I enjoy doing it. Um, edits like okay, it's part and parcel of it. I have come to accept that that's part of the writing process, and I really do enjoy. Like when I finish a book, and I just say, now what am I going to write next? You know, and when it's finished, the edit and when it's published, it, to me that's. You know, that's got me through six months or whatever, you know. So I go on to the next one. That's the way I, way I approach it. Lovely. Yeah. And you were asking there a minute ago, I don't know whether I can just go back. and just Go some, back. You were yeah. talking about, uh, you, know, back, uh, you know, like what people can do when they have this creative thing. But I heard really interesting uh, program one day on the radio with, um, and I'll probably get her name wrong. I think she was either Jane Walsh or Jennifer Walsh. And she is a composer in Oxford University. She's ri originally from, I think, Longford. 
but she was talking about um you know what i said that you know we're all born with creativity um but it's how we use it or how you get the child to use it as adulthood and she was talking oh, yeah. about music in schools mm-hmm. i thought she was really interesting where she said like music is different to everybody and you have a kid come up to you and to say well my music is rap music and she says i'm there as the teacher saying i know nothing about rap music but how you approach it is you say that's brilliant like you'll have to teach me about it you know and you get the child enthusiastic about what what they're imparting the knowledge yes and i just thought it was fascinating and it's so different from the way i was taught back in the 60s and 70s you know and i think that's how you get you know children to keep that creativity into adulthood like too too often especially nowadays too often it's lost and we were in this busy world whereas if you get the ch- child from a very young age and nurture that creativity and encourage them, I think that's just fascinating. I, I mean, I see it with my own grandchildren now, you know, mm. um, that Daisy is six and she's like reading now. And, and I just love bringing her into a bookshop and for her to pick out what she wants to read. And, and I would always encourage, encourage that. I think it's just, it's just amazing that they can take up a book and a physical book in their hand as well. Children's stories? Children's stories, yeah. Maybe I'd, someday on the journey. I did one little one way back while I was in my five years of writing the first book. Did it? Was it published? I self-published it, okay. and that's that's when I realised I have a huge admiration for anyone that can self-publish a book mm. because I couldn't do the business side of it. Okay. So when I was writing my first well, novel, well, why not, Patricia? Like I had worked in kind of difficult. admin for a long time for like most of my life, and I felt like after Aidan died, that part of my brain just wasn't. I just wasn't able to cope with it. I wasn't able to do that anymore. Okay. Um, so when I was writing the novel, I decided set myself these goals <laughs> that I was going to get an agent, and the agent was going to get me a publisher, and then the publisher was going to do their marketing and PR and publish me book because I knew I couldn't do that. And did you set out to get that publisher? Did, yeah. Did, yeah, okay. you know, I, 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 when I finished it and had it good enough to, that I thought was good enough to send out. Um, Sorry, the agent, yeah. I sent it to my agent. Okay. Uh, or I sent it out to, the first agent I actually sent it to um, took me on. Really? And then she sent out the book and then we got the rejections that everybody gets. And That then, must have felt good to get an agent first and foremost and then. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that must have felt really, really good. So what, go, keep going. That's yeah, so I got the agent and then she started sending it out um and was getting the rejections and to say that you're not a writer unless you're rejected. So, <laughs> um, but it was that was hard. Like that was hard to take because then you start questioning everything that you've been doing. You know, um, even though you know this journey was necessary. How long is that space of time from the agent getting the rejections to the time that you got the? It was about yes, six months. Six months which of, wasn't de- of dealing with negatives and dealing yes, with uh, yeah. questioning of, of it. Yeah. And, and during that six months. Uh, what did Patricia give me? What, what way were you reacting? Were you? I was upset and annoyed, but how I tackled it was that I started writing the second book in the series. <laughs> to to <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. with them! I, they like I just it or felt, not. yeah. Did did that change? That like that feeling is an interesting feeling. Did you actually uh, turn around at that point, dealing with the rejection, and then say, right, to heck with that! I don't care what they think of this book. I know the book is good enough. I have an agent. I'm off on my next one. I kind of, I did question myself. And okay. I, I, my confidence did take a beating. Um, but my agent had confidence in me and in the book. And she she is professional and she's dealing with this all the time. So I kind of took a step back and I said, well, I'll do what I can do. And that was right. 
So I started writing the next book. And but every time a rejection would come in, I'm not talking about huge numbers. It might be about six, which in six months probably wasn't too bad. Um, but every time it would come in, like your heart would just drop down to your boots, and you'd be saying, "Oh God!" And then the next day, you just I just get out the laptop and I'd say, no, "Where am I in this story?" Off and keep go. going. Off yeah. Go. And then um, we got Book Tour came on board, and they they were a digital publishers, so they loved the idea of a series. And I. Lucky enough, I had started the second one because they wanted to know had I written anything else. Okay. And I sent that off and then they signed me up for four books. That must have been incredible. It was incredible, but it was a little bit of um, insanity as well because they wanted the four books. Well, one was written, so the next three within two years. And I just said... To Did Jer- you feel pressure? Did you feel it? At the time, pressure? I didn't because I was just so excited. Yeah. You know, I really yeah. was excited. But then when I realised, okay maybe I'll write a book in six months but then it was the editing I was learning all of this it was all new to me um, so I found it hard I found it I loved it but I found it really hard at the same time and then I, of course I signed another contract with them but then I felt I was burning out I just I, I you know I was, my memory was getting bad and I was getting it was all happening kind of, a bit fast it was at happening this too point. fast yeah, at this point, it was yeah. Um, so then my most recent contract is one book a year. Okay. So, yeah. And do you feel a little bit kind of, is is that kind of like, okay, book, book a year, I'm happy with that. And, and yeah. yeah um, and, and I'm actually ahead of schedule, but it's, it, but it's in my terms. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It, it just took the pressure off of yeah. having to do it within a specified I time. I know, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm ahead of schedule. So okay. that, they're happy and I'm happy. You're breathing easier. And it's yeah, like, I have yeah. that space, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and you can enjoy it and savour it. And I can enjoy it. Like yeah. it was really exciting and it is still exciting. And as you say, like my books are going out around the world and people are contacting me and that keeps you going. That gives you that of kind of... it does, yeah. I think all creative people need a little bit of validation. You know, it's, it's an old cliche, I guess, but they will tell you that even Oscar winners are some of the most mm. insecure people you'll ever meet in your life. And, and what's all that about when you ask the question if you're in the presence of somebody who has a wonderful skill and a wonderful mm. craft and a wonderful gift um, is that they constantly question yeah whether whether and 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 I, I you know I I, I understand you because I was in, in I grew up in the house of a writer and I and yeah and and and, and you know that public pers- persona and people that understand or think they know you nobody knows you no your family knows you mm-hmm. and and, uh, and that particular place of creativity can be a very lonely yeah place. I'm just thinking about what you mentioned there about Daisy and about how you would and you went back to school there a second ago yeah. and I really found that I find that interesting because I sat in and I mentioned this before and I will mention it forever for the rest of my life and if if it sounds if people are saying oh you're repeating yourself Noel I do I really don't give a hoot because I sat in classrooms during singing class where people were tapped on the shoulder and somebody said maybe you should not sing right yeah. now and I remember looking at the people and, and, and thinking, my God, they're, they're, they are devastated, yeah. this person. Wh- wh- why did you tell them not to? It doesn't have to be in tune. They're ju- did you let them sing. sing. Yeah. Let, let them voice themselves. Yeah. Uh, so that was one thing that particularly struck me at a mm. very young, very yeah. young age. Daisy, you mentioned there a second ago, and the joy that you get from bringing her into a, a, a bookshop. How, my final, the final little piece in this, and I hope we get a, a chance to, to lengthen this chat yeah, sometime. No problem. Is how you would, what would you advise or how would 
Patricia Gibney advise somebody uh, at a very young age to get started in this? Or how would you, for example, a parent listening to us today, how would they encourage, how would they uh, tap into what's going on in terms of creativity? Uh, or what would you change? What, what would you do to make, to make the, the embrace of creativity an easier one or, or one for everybody? I think what would you say? I think nowadays in schools, I think they are more progressive than in my day in school. Um, like even when you mentioned about the singing, I, when I was about seven, a nun told me I was a crow. And I have never sang in my life since that day. And I don't think school is like that nowadays. Uh, so that, that, that touched a chord with me when you said about them touching you on the shoulder. And... And amazingly as well, I was looking at, um, I follow Strictly Come Dancing because I, 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 I can't dance, but I just love the music. And um, The spectacle I, is wonderful. So there was one of the girls who was um, voted off last week, Ellie was her name, and she was being interviewed afterwards and she said, I never knew I could dance. And she put in eight weeks and got through eight weeks and she got better and better every week because she was practicing and learning the whole time. And I think when you talk about a child and trying to nurture that creativity is to really encourage them. I think you can't go wrong if you just encourage them and get them involved, whatever, you know, sphere of creativity, whether it's writing, art, music, get them involved in groups or organizations or, you know, form a little group with their friends even. But I think the main thing is just keep encouraging them. Don't put them down. Like what I might see as a really good story somebody else might think it's rubbish so it's kind of it's an objective thing and same as singing same with singing it's the same with a painting mm. people look at a painting and one person mm. can take one thing from it and mm. somebody else takes something else so it's all objective I think that's the right word I uh, can write the words I can't say them <laughs> um, but I, I think the biggest thing you can do with kids is just totally encourage them and um get them involved and, and keep, you know, it's, as I go back to that, is nurturing that muscle, that creative muscle and um, just do it regularly, you know, keep, keep encouraging them reg- regularly. Thank you for being so honest and thanks, thanks for sharing all of that. Is there anything that you, you have written down or anything that you, you'd like to, to no, say? No, I just if people in, in the writing part of it, like, you know, um, what I would say to people is do it every day, you know, if it's not, set yourself a target, um, like people say to me, you know, oh, I have this book in me and I want to write this book. Yeah, but you have to sit down and write it. You know, if you really want to write it, like I think what Stephen King said, like, you know, you put your bum on the chair and you just sit down and you do it. So I would say, OK, you have that book in you. You have to do it. So you sit down and you do set yourself a target, 100 words a day, 500,000, whatever it is, or a weekly target. And that will keep you going. Would you advise them to self-publish first nowadays, or would you would you do? do there is a lot of self-publishing, especially on digital. But I would say to um, look into it, um, see what all the work is. You know, talk to somebody else who has, has mm. self-published, mm. Um, and see are you able to keep it going? You know, like putting your book there on Kindle is one thing. But you have to market it. You have to get it out there. You have to know how it works behind it. The same with a paperback. You know, mm. you have to get it into shops. If you get it into shops, you have to get paid for it. So there's a whole business angle to it. And for me, I knew I couldn't do that. So mm. I had to go the, the other route. Gotcha. 
but um is there, people, is there people there to help you do that route? Is there is there companies that you can go to that may, would take some of that heat away from you and, and give you freedom or not? Or do you have? To, you are you pretty much on your own? If well, well I I'm I'm okay because I have a publisher. No, not not yet. Oh, but somebody, but else. somebody else. I would say in the writing sphere is join the Irish Writer Centre, and they do fabulous courses. Um, they have all these facilities that you know you can go up and you can book a room and you can go in and write that type of thing if you become a member also there's a website called writing.ie and that has a lot of um, information about you know where you can get an editor and uh, show you know the interviews with other writers and their stories and that type of thing so I find those two helped me a lot so writing.ie and the Irish Writers Centre um, so all the information is out there is just to be able to access it so they're, they're two areas that I would have accessed Brilliant that's really, really strong advice. Um, for now, uh, thank you for coming in. Thank you for sharing that with us. I, I, I could, like, like I always say, when we get into conversations, I could go on for another hour and a half with this. <laughs> and I'm sure you you could uh, as well. But you've given us some, lots to think about. And anybody who's listening to this uh, who, who might heretofore not have even dipped a toe in the water, mm-hmm. you've made it very clear what, what they could do with great advice. Yeah, so exactly. And not, don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of yeah. it. Isn't that lovely? Yeah. Come here. I hope you're singing at the top of your <laughs> lungs now. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, I was in that classroom. I saw yeah. what, what, what mm. happened. Uh, and, and, and it still comes back if, we, if, if we're involved and we sing with people. And I, see, I, I can sense somebody not letting mm. go. And I, and they, they'll, I, I invariably say to me, yeah, school. Yeah, I was in school and that happened. Yeah. Yet there were amazing people in school. The other ones yes. who filled you full of joy and optimism yeah. uh, and everything. Uh, but but I'm glad you mentioned Daisy and I'm glad you yeah. mentioned the influence that somebody like you can have on young people yeah. and how you can sow that seed there. Exactly, yeah. You keep sowing the seed. Thank and the you. next conversation we have, Tricia, won't be too far away. Uh, thank you for coming in today. Thank you. Thank you. You can find out more about Patricia's work on her Facebook page, Patricia Gibney Author. The In Conversation series is brought to you by Westmeath County Libraries. <laughs>